And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones, and we're transmitting live our audio cast. So stay tuned to our program, exciting program for you today as we're going to continue our series, Agents of Darkness. Today we're going to talk about Project Scorpion and the question, so what the devil is Satan up to? We'll be discussing that today as we talk about our program. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you again for this day, for our time together. We just thank you for your word that illuminates our paths and gives us life. And we do pray, Lord, that you will open up our word today so we may better understand uh, the enemy, Lord, so we may be discerning. And we pray for those tuned in, Lord, that they too may grow in their discernment, Lord, so we can be protected from the evil one. We thank you, Lord, for your great love and your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you tuned into the Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about Agents of Darkness, Project Scorpion. So stay tuned to our program. Again, exciting about this wonderful series that we have started. So Nathan, it's great to have you on the program. Great to be on as always, brother. I love these topics that we've been covering, these getting to understand who the enemy is. It's so important to understand who our enemy is. Uh, Unfortunately, in this day and age of technology, we tend to think of Satan and his demons as nothing more than uh, figments of our imagination. But the Bible makes a very strong case that they are real indeed, and we need to understand them. Otherwise, we could fall uh, for the fallacy of, of falling to the doctrines of demons, as Paul said to Timothy. We don't want to fall to that. Excellent point, Nathan. And of course, we know that this world at times, it seems like it's spinning out of control. The darkness just keeps getting darker and people are wondering, do we have hope? But we're going to recognize today that at the end, we'll know who actually gets stung or gets bitten, if you would. But the children of God, God always rescues them from every dangerous situation. So Nathan, I'm so glad that we're going to continue to cover this. But Nate, just very quickly, maybe in case someone is not familiar with the ministry there, some of the events that are coming up. Uh, and some of the things that you've been up to. Can you talk to us briefly? Okay, okay. Well, uh, my name is Nathan Jones. Again, I'm the uh, Internet Evangelist for Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry whose mission it is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And we do that a number of ways, primarily through our television show called Christ in Prophecy, which airs on, I think we're up to 34 networks now and eight Internet uh, networks as well. So, Check that out on our website at lamblion.com or christinprophecy.org. We have a wealth of those, not only the TV show there, but also articles and uh, newsletter groups you can uh, join, like social network groups. And we want to teach you about the Bible, about Bible prophecy, and get you excited that Jesus Christ is coming back. We believe, that Vic and I do, that the Lord is coming back at any time, and he commanded us in Matthew 24 to be ready. So in order to be ready, we need to discern the times and discern who our enemy is and how he operates. Mm -hmm. Nathan Jones, thank you so much. What, what that, that, and that is so true. One of the things is that people, uh, the Bible tells us that we are not in darkness. And also we need to know the times in which we're living in the season. So that's why we want to shed light on the subject matter. So Nathan, you and I have covered a lot of topics, uh, a lot of books of the Bible and Bible prophecy in the past almost 10 years. And, and we've touched on the reality of spiritual warfare, the demonic realm, uh, the darkness that is around us. And like you mentioned, Nathan, this is for real. This is not a joke. And it's sad that many people don't take it serious. They think the, the events that are happening around the world has to do just with politics. But you and I know that there are strings behind all these things. 
Absolutely. The Bible makes a case many times that there are demonic forces operating behind the scenes. We live in a fallen world. I mean, like you said, it seems to be growing dark, right? Well, that isn't just human beings operating. That is Satan, who's king of this world right now, and his demonic forces operating behind the scenes, the principalities and powers of the air, as the Bible calls them. And they're doing that in order to pull people away from the knowledge of Jesus Christ, the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And uh, they operate in many different ways, obviously, false doctrines, false teachings. Uh, it tries to pull people away with offers of godhood, and many of the cults follow that teaching, believing they will be gods one day. So that's what we're looking at right now. We're looking at seeing a world move away from God and towards Satan, and it will get worse and worse. Uh, the, the lines are being drawn. Those who believe in Jesus Christ will be persecuted more and more, and those who follow Satan will feel like they're part of a group, but their judgment is coming closer and closer as the Bible teaches. Mm -hmm. Excellent point, Nathan. Again, you're tuning into a two to set you free Bible prophecy TV radio edition. Big Batista Nathan Jones, as we're talking about agents of darkness, Project Scorpion. And Nathan, and you're absolutely right. Uh, the world is getting dark. As we turn, Nathan, in the book of Revelation, chapter 9, as we consider our subject matter, uh, the Bible tells us where everything is headed and what people can expect as we look into the deep future, if you will. But we believe that's after the church is gone. So this is why it's so crucial for individuals to have a personal relationship with Jesus, because as this world gets darker, our only hope is found in Jesus Christ. Nathan, will you be able to take us there, Revelation chapter 9, verses 1 through 3, as we continue in this subject matter, so we can open up uh, here and individuals can see what's really coming? Okay, okay, well... Let's dive into the text first, and then we'll back up and, and give the context so we're not taking it out of context. Uh, Revelation 9, 1 through 3 reads, Then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fallen from heaven to the earth. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and smoke arose out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace. So the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. Then out of the smoke locusts came upon the earth. And to them were given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. Wow. So, Nathan, we, again, as we talk about agents of darkness, here we have real darkness going on. I'm talking about some things that really makes our hairs stand. I don't have much hairs on my head, but, you know, if I had, it would stand. But <laughs> this, uh, this, well, this passage, talk to us. What's going on here? All right. Well, Let's, let's go back to the beginning. I mean, we're talking about the very beginning. Before mankind's history began, and shortly thereafter, of course, the Bible doesn't pinpoint. But this is when all the angels were united in obedient service to God. There wasn't anything such thing as a demon yet. Only the angels who were created, like all of creation, is good. But then the greatest of all the cherubim, who was called Lucifer at the time, the sun in the morning, uh, Isaiah tells us, he boasts in his heart, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will be like the Most High. So in his prideful ambition, Lucifer, this was, was the chief angel of the time, convinced a third of the angels that their self-will was more important than God's perfect will. They formed a coup d'etat, and they attempted to overthrow God and take heaven for themselves. They, of course, failed because God is God, and they were cast out of the heavenly abode and down to the earth. So where once these fallen angels were holy, they then became known in the Bible as evil spirits or seducing spirits or devils, as they're most likely known. And they exist without the means for salvation, for they stood before God face to face and sinned against him. And here, now these fallen angels, these demons, live on the earth. They're consumed by a mix of rage and terror. 
as they await their final judgment and an inevitable sentence to hell. They only have a few thousand years between when they were exiled as heaven to their final judgment, so they became angelic fiends bent on the destruction of the gracious purposes of God. And they live out the remaining years attempting to thwart God's redemptive plan for mankind and drag, they want to do this, they want to drag as many people as possible with them down to hell. They have the seething hatred of both God and mankind, and the rebellion continues. So what we're looking here is that we have now these demons on the earth, and they're divided into two groups. They're divided into one group, which has become disembodied spirits, who, who Jesus said they roam the earth in the dry places looking for someone to possess. And then we have also ones that were consigned and were imprisoned in what's called this bottomless pit. So we have a demonic force on the earth, which is the disembodied spirits, the spirits of the air. And then we have the demons that have been captured and imprisoned down into the bottomless pit. And this is where we get that second group, this, these demons that have been cast into this prison. Now, timing-wise, Revelation 9 is about getting close to the middle of the seven-year tribulation, a time period where God's wrath will befall the earth, and it will occur over 21 judgments. It starts with seven seal judgments, followed by seven trumpet judgments, and ends with seven bowl judgments. We are at the fifth trumpet judgment, where God will now open up, he will send this angel, this star angel, down to this pit, open it up, and the demons that have been imprisoned there will be let loose upon the earth. And the Bible describes that their appearance looks like locusts. Wow, Nathan, you know, I don't know much about locusts and scorpions and all those things. As a matter of fact, I don't really want to know much about them, but all I know is that those things from uh, scorpions, those things are deadly and painful, crucial. And here the Bible depicts something that is going to happen uh, to mankind that is just going to be one of the most uh, incredible things in, in the history of the world. So this is just amazing. It is. It, it's weird to think that there is a bottomless pit somewhere where demons who were so horrific that they had to be locked away in this pit and there they wait to be released, and when they are released, their full anger against God and humanity will be let loose upon man. Now, we all assume that angels are these blonde-haired, curly-haired, you know, white guys in right. togas with these beautiful angel feathery wings and stuff. And, and you know, the Bible clearly dispels that. There are angels of all sorts of sizes and shapes. Some look like animals, some have multiple heads, some have six wings, some have four, some have no wings at all. And the demons, likewise, being fallen angels, have different sizes and shapes. Uh, we know they're disembodied, some of them. But these particular have the shape of locusts with scorpion tails. Matter of fact, we'll get into a little later in Revelation 9. It'll give more detail about what they look like. So these are actual demons who are in the shapes of these scorpion creatures. Amen. And Nathan, you know what's amazing when you now that you mentioned that, the, I mean, that that to me is incredible because oftentimes we're dealing with the spirit and we feel out of touch in a sense because we feel like we can't touch the spiritual world. But here, all of a sudden, the spiritual world is going to be manifesting itself into the physical world and individuals are going to feel the effects of the demonic in the physical world. That's very well well stated. Absolutely right. I think a lot of reason that people disbelieve in a spirit world is because it's it benefits Satan to be disbelieved in or to be hidden. Uh, we know in animistic tribes around the world, uh, de 
demons uh, through animism, uh, if you want to take, say, voodoo, for instance, are very well known. And they actually in, in possess people and force them to do things. And uh, I've spoken to many a missionary over the years who've had to deal with demon-possessed people. And it's a frightening, frightening thing. But here, during the tribulation, where God uh, has removed the church off this earth, and then his judgments are coming, and one of those judgments here, the fifth trumpet judgment, is to let loose demons so horrific that they had to be in prison for these last few millennia. But once they're released on man, people can see them. And when they see them, what they will see is that they are in the shape of these locust-scorpion hybrids. They're horrific, horrifying creatures, and they will do horrific horrifying things to people. You know, Nathan, this is what separates us from uh, many other Bible prophecy teachers who do, not, who do not take the Bible literally. Some believe there will be no millennium. Some believe uh, just erroneous things. But, the, but this, we're talking about a literal event that is going to happen because we believe the Bible is literal. Bible prophecy is literal. And this is an event that it's, it is actually going to happen in the future, just like the Bible says. So we don't want people to think that this book of revelation or what we're reading is like fairy tale or fantasy this is facts and whatever the bible says is going to happen is going to happen absolutely it's so easy to say well bible prophecy is filled with with symbolism well yeah bible prophecy is filled especially revelation 12 for instance has got many symbols but the apostle john who was the scribe of jesus letter here he would give the description of what these symbols were or we could go back through the bible and the symbols are explained too. So we don't have to make up, we don't have to say, well, these scorpions, they represent the oppression of mankind over the church age, or, you know, just whatever <laughs> kind of imaginings we have. That, you know, that's just it. That's an imagination. No, take the Bible literally, where the plain sense makes sense. Look for no other sense, lest you come up with nonsense. And that is the golden rule of biblical interpretation. The Bible says here that clearly the bottomless pit is open, these demonic locusts are released upon men. The smoke from the bottomless pit starts filling the earth. And these demons are let loose to torture mankind during this tribulation time period that is coming upon the world. It, you know, it just makes sense. It's a literal interpretation. It, it's a literal understanding of what the Bible says, and it makes the most sense. Excellent point, Nathan. Again, for those of you who just tuned in, you're tuned in to Set Your Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about Agents of Darkness, Project Scorpion. Nathan, great opening there. Yeah, continue to take us through those verses. This is just an amazing passage. Okay, well, we get to verse 4, and this angel that opens the bottomless pit, we can call him the star angel, uh, they were commanded, these demon locust creatures, they were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth, because... Obviously, demon uh, locusts love to eat grass, so not to harm the grass or earth or anything green or any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. And they were not given authority to kill them, but to torment them for five months. Their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a man. In those days, men will seek death and will not find it. They will desire to die, and death will flee from them. Wow, Nathan, this is just incredible. It's as if uh, death here takes a vacation for a time. So what's going on, Nathan? Talk to us about this passage. It's amazing. Okay, so we're at the fifth trumpet judgment. Uh, there's been seven judgments and then four after that, so uh, 11. We're at the twelfth right now, and the twelfth judgment is where God releases a horde of demonic creatures upon the earth. And they're given limitations. They're not, if they were allowed to do whatever they wanted to do, 
it would seem they would kill all of mankind and they would destroy all the vegetation. So they're, they're demon. We got to remember that angels and demons are not human like, so to speak. They're their own creature and they don't always look human. Most of the time they, they look animalistic. We think of the four living creatures before the throne where one looks like an eagle, one a calf, one a lion, and one has a face of a man. Uh, they have their Satan himself is compared to uh, a dragon many times, leading to believe his original form was was reptilian in nature. So here we've got demons who are insectoid in nature, and they're released upon the earth as God's punishment. God puts boundaries around them. For one, they cannot harm the people who get saved during that time period, which we call the tribulation saints, who were saved after the rapture of the church. And so these people, the Christians of that time period in the future, will be protected from these locust demons. But they were allowed to then harm the people who had taken the mark of the beast, who had, had followed Satan and, and, and uh, put their allegiance with him, and they torment them for five months. What they do is they sting them, they poison them. And the poison is so bad, like a scorpion when it strikes a man, and I, I have never had that happen to me, but I hear it's extremely painful. And for five months, these demonic creatures will strike mankind like scorpions, and it will the people the stings will hurt so much that the people will desire to die. It says they will seek death, but death will flee them from them. So for five months, there might not even be a single person who dies on the planet because God will keep them alive to suffer under this torment. Now, why does God allow these people to suffer? Obviously, one, it's punishment for their horrendous sins and their constant refusal of Jesus Christ as Savior. But we know that Jesus is always seeking reconciliation between him and mankind. Sometimes life has to be so bad that people get are forced to their knees and then turn to Jesus Christ. And that's kind of the hope here is that this torment will be so awful, so frightening, something out of a monster movie, that the people will turn to Jesus Christ as their savior. And, and hopefully many people will as a result of that judgment. You know, Nathan, that's amazing. There's people tuned in now. Maybe they don't have a relationship with the Lord and they just happen to be uh, catching our program. But this is this is why it's crucial for anyone listening to uh, uh, us at this point for you to stop and consider your life, consider your future, uh, consider what it means to uh, be separated from God or not following God or committing to the things of this world rather than committing yourself to Christ Jesus. This is really uh, an incredible, scary, sad situation, Nathan. For, I mean, imagine those individuals who are found in that uh, in the time of the tribulation with all of what's already been go uh, going, be going on, and here they are. I mean, Pastor Chuck Smith, the founder of Calvary Chapel that we're part of, he, he, made, he made a very good point. He says that death is actually a blessing. When you're able to separate yourself and finally be with the Lord, that's if you're a Christian. But again, here we find that in this situation, people are going to wish to die. Maybe sometimes people are going to try to commit suicide, maybe try to kill themselves, maybe jump off buildings. Yet, it's going to be a truly like the night of the living dead on earth. Yeah. I was kind of reminding me when you were saying that of that movie Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. Once he finally got depressed with having to relive life every day, he kept trying to kill himself in many creative ways. And the next day, boom, he was there. He'd wake up again and have to do the whole day over again. And it seems like this verse is indicating for the first time in human history since the Garden of Eden that, that people can't die. They'll try to electrocute themselves and throw themselves off of buildings and poison themselves and to get rid of the pain, but death will flee from them. So for five months, 
it would appear not a single person on the planet will die. That's, that's unprecedented. There's nothing like that in human history when that's happened, nor has there been a time, at least before, after the flood, where demons were running amok like this. And uh, as we go through, uh, clearly God wants us to know about us because he's dedicated 12 verses to the story. And he goes yes. on in verse 7 to actually explain more about what these demons look like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Nathan, why don't you go ahead and take us there? This is a, just an incredible passage. Okay. Well, the shape of the locust was like horses prepared for battle, and on their heads were crowns of something like gold, and their faces were like the faces of men. They had hair like women's hair, and their teeth were like lion's teeth. They had breastplates like breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots with many horses running into battle. They had tails like scorpions, and there were stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt men for five months. So here we got kind of more of a description. We know that they they looked at the first instance when you look at them, you're going to say, hey, these these are locusts. I, I Now I don't know if they're tiny like locusts, you know, the size of a grasshopper. That's what a locust is, a type of grasshopper. Or they're full size, uh, you know, maybe the size of men. I'm, I think more of uh, what are those uh, half men, half horse creatures from the old Hercules TV show? <laughs> yeah. Not minotaurs, but... Uh, I, the word escapes, but but they're not fully insectoid. They also have uh, they look like horses. So we're saying that they they have the four legs like a horse, and their crown. They have these gold spikes coming out of their heads. So it's not necessarily crowns that they're wearing, but they have these spikes. And it's interesting that of all their features, the only thing that looks like a man is their faces. They have faces of men, but their teeth are like lion's teeth. You know they. They, they have these sharp, pointy teeth, and the, they have the um, women's hair. They have long, flowing hair behind them. Uh, they wear armor. They have breastplates of armor, and they have wings. So they have these, you know, how uh, locusts, they, they fly with these, these metallic chitinous wings, and they have these chitinous wings that are real loud. But then they have tails, and they don't have the – if you've seen a locust, they don't have a tail. Well, these have tails like scorpions, you know, with the, with the hook or the poison at the end. And they, they, they come to mankind and they sting them with these tails and it causes agony, absolute agony for five months. Now, once this five months is over, then that's it. Uh, I don't know if, if God puts them back in the pit, doesn't sell it. Maybe he sends them to Hades. That's the most likely place where they have to wait. Uh, but for some reason, these because we don't read about it in the rest of the tribulation, they disappear somehow. So, so God gets rid of them. And, uh, but they're followed by an even worse creature in verse 11. And these demons had as king over them the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew means Abaddon, but in the Greek he has the name Apollyon. Abaddon or Apollyon means destroyer. So these locust demons have a king over them. Now it's not Satan because Satan roams the earth and he goes up to stand before God's throne and accuse the saints. No, this is a demon who's been imprisoned with these locust demons, and the king over them is called Abaddon. He's the he, he's not as uh, superior as Satan, but he's almost as powerful as Satan. He'd be one of Satan's generals, and he organizes these forces against humanity. Nathan, that is amazing. And here we have, again, as we talk about agents of darkness, we see they have leaders. There's organization here. Uh, Nathan, and, and this is why, uh, again, millions and millions of billions of people are actually going to die uh, in the time of the tribulation. Yet here we find that it seems like 
one of these demon locusts is going to be assigned to unbelievers and uh it's just amazing when people think about where well, are there are there that many demons well one third of the angels fell so in other words we find that there's going this is going to be an outbreak of demonic activity like never in the history of mankind right nathan the closest that's been de this has been described in the old testament would be the prophet joel the book of joel describes a horrific locust invasion something very uh, uh familiar in the middle east in fact, there's quite a number of locust invasions going on now. I'm seeing them in the news all over the place where these locusts, they come in, they get to this one of their four stages of growth, and they go bananas, and they just start eating everything in sight. And so Joel, uh, as a prophet, had to deal with the fact that God had given the people a locust invasion to eat their crops, to get them, again, on their knees, to turn to him and get serious about uh, God as uh, their king. And so here we got this kind of a comparison here to what happened in Joel's time period back in the Old Testament is that another locust invasion will come upon the world, uh, but these are demons, and these demons uh, don't just eat the food, they actually uh, sting the people like scorpions. So it's going to be an awful, awful I mean, can you imagine? A, it's beyond anything that uh, that horror movies have made when you think that there's these demons running around stinging people. Uh, people are in agony, and not just for a few minutes or days, but months of agony. Maybe they're stung more than once, maybe multiple times. And meanwhile, those who are saved, the tribulation saints, uh, they are getting five months of reprieve because these people are in such pain they can't punish and, uh, them and persecute them and kill them like the Antichrist has been doing to the, the Christians at that time period. So... <laughs> It is is like unlike anything we've ever seen in human history, and again for the purpose of God getting people on their knees to finally call out for Jesus to rescue them. Mm -hmm. Nathan, again, this is just uh, um, uh, uh, an amazing, an amazing passage, and one that really uh, brings should bring fear to the hearts of unbelievers. Again, for believers, there is hope in Christ Jesus. We believe that this is not going to affect. Uh, the believers, where we've been separated by God. But Nathan, what this reminds me of is one of the worst nightmares that anybody can ever have. I don't know if you ever had a nightmare. I've had a few nightmares, man, that I thought were real. And suddenly I wake up sweating and I'm just relieved that it was only a nightmare. But here in this situation, this is going to be a nightmare that is going to be a reality. People are not just going to be able to wake up. They're going, they're going, they're going to be living this I guess the closest you could come to uh, this would be the Aliens movies, if you ever watched those. I remember as a kid going to see the sequel, uh, Aliens, and uh, being horrified. I mean, here they are. you got closed uh, spaces. It's very claustrophobic. Uh, the soldiers that were going with Ripley are dying and being eviscerated left and right by these insectoid-like like aliens with had double mouths and and acid for blood and they were eating people alive and aliens were popping out of stomachs. I mean, that's as close as I can get to the, to <laughs> imagine that not coming from outer space, but by coming from some hidden place, some cave or, or bottomless pit that God has put in the center of the earth where he's keeping them and they're released and they're released upon the world. Like the aliens from the aliens movies, hunting people down, chasing them, uh, horrifying looking things, you know, not quite, uh, locusts, not quite man, not quite horses, not quite scorpions, or like this amalgam, these chimera-type creatures all mixed into one. 
Uh, brother, I don't know how anybody who rejects God can continue to reject God when you've got armies of alien-like creatures chasing you around. Now, I, I know anyone tuned in are probably thinking that you and I are talking science fiction here, and it really sounds like science fiction, but we've got to remember that the tribulation time period, it will be the worst time period in all of history, and God will use many, many different varieties of judgments to force mankind onto their knees and call out for Jesus Christ to be their Savior. Excellent point, Nathan. Again, we're talking about a manifestation of the demonic or the spiritual into the physical world affecting humankind. And again, for those of you that are tuned into the program, if this is not an urgency for us to go out there and share the good news of Jesus Christ, I don't know what is. That's why we've been put here. If you're a Christian, we have a responsibility. Talking about Bible prophecy and these events, it's not just for individuals like Nathan Jones or myself. We're doing this to educate you so that you can have an urgency in sharing with loved ones, family, and friends the importance of coming to a relationship with Jesus Christ. And listen, as we get ready to close, it's crucial. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, we want to give you an opportunity to come to the Lord, to recognize that we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And only through Jesus Christ can we have assurance of eternal life. Nathan, uh, would you be able to maybe to speak to that person that is tuned into the program either now or in the future that doesn't have a relationship with Jesus, but they recognize they don't want to be in this camp of these individuals that are going to go through this horrible time. Might you be able to lead them in a way where they can start this relationship with the Lord even right now? Well, absolutely. Uh, Book of John 3.16, most popular verse in the Bible, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Now he promises those who believe in Jesus as Savior also to be safe from the judgments that's coming of the tribulation and eventual eternal death in hell. And we just have to put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ as he's the Son of God and the Savior of our souls. And that by approaching Jesus in faith and in repentance, praying from our hearts something like, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. And Jesus will do just that. Your sins will be forgiven. Your guilt of your sins will be gone, wiped clean, and you will be made a new creation in Jesus Christ with the promise inherited of eternal life with him forever. You won't have to worry about the tribulation. We will be raptured up before then. You don't have to be worried to be sentenced to hell because Jesus paid that punishment on your behalf. You are free. You are free indeed. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord, Nathan. What wonderful, encouraging words. Thank you so much. And hey, listen, maybe you pray that simple prayer that Nathan led you. I would love for you uh, to contact us, 305-992-9537 or 321-END-TIME, 321-363-8463. We would love to give you more uh, materials and information so that you can grow in your relationship with Jesus. Find a church, get plugged in. And hopefully find a church that teaches you Bible prophecy so that you can grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Again, we're very excited uh, for the wonderful work that God is doing in these last days. And we want to encourage you continue to keep looking up. The Lord is coming back very, very soon. He's got a wonderful plan for your life. And that is found, again, in our relationship with Jesus Christ. So I know we ran out of time for this segment of our program. But again, Vic Batista and Nathan Jones saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his faith shine upon you. Nathan, thank you so much for being part of the program. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Oh, honor's all mine. Thank you, brother. Again, thank you all for tuning in. And of course, feel free to reach out to us if you're in need of prayer or if you have any questions. Have a wonderful day. Lord willing, we'll catch you on our next program.